and welcome back to Real Clear with Dr. Klein, the crossroads of politics and psychology. If you would like to listen to ad-free episodes and have access to daily and weekly releases, essays, and other membership perks, and you also want to help in the production of this program, go to realclearpodcast.com and click subscribe. There are a lot of places in this world where you can put your money, and so I thank you for considering membership to realclearpodcast.com. I hope you enjoy this next episode. This week's essay is entitled, Authenticity in the Age of Political Narcissism, Spending Your Time Honestly. How much of us spend our time believing, even slumbering under the illusion, that our lackadaisical days are soon to yield to a splendid state of affairs where present suffering will become a remnant of some previous era of our lives? I certainly don't want you to frenetically labor under a time-intensive, and overly strenuous recognition that life is finite. I do want you to consider, however, that all of the issues that are swirling around our culture require active engagement, and hence they put a pressure on time and its usage. To the extent that any of us remain passive recipients of the experience of our own lives, we are certainly missing targeted areas upon which our cognitive steel could be tested, and this much the extreme sides of both the left and the right understand well. And that's just the problem, that we now have a veritable cockfight between the most bizarre and personality-disordered people in our society, and it's dominating our social and cultural realm. My question posed above is very similar to the question I have for those living a monastic life. What if everyone lived as a monk, believing that God would provide? Certainly everyone would find that God never provides, and is not interested in providing in the absence of the effort of actual people. If everyone lived like a monk, everyone would starve, because no one would be sourcing food, taking care of problems in the real world. You get the point. This is just the problem causing such an odious fermentation in our social and political world. In essence, we have a news circuit, political sphere, and social realm being dominated increasingly by psychopathic, borderline, and narcissistic personalities. These are the loudest voices and the loudest people speaking out. They tend to scare the rest of us off because they use pathological levels of aggression in the midst of conflict. Normal people do not attack or pursue for the purpose of destruction those with whom they disagree. That is a psychopathic extension of malignant narcissism. I'm qualified to say this. I'm a clinical psychologist and psychoanalyst. And yet, these patterns are becoming normative, so I don't think anybody else is saying it other than me. This reaction style took form in our college campuses, partly because we dramatically reduced the standards and rigors for entrance. One of the reductions in the standard for entrance stood firmly on the Americans with Disability Act, when the ADA began covering people with what I might call mental fragility. Essentially, what happened was that many people with fairly serious and debilitating psychiatric instability, now had a new tool with which to hammer out the doors of academia, the threat of litigation. Admissions departments began a tedious process of avoiding calamity with such people, much like the rest of us are doing in society broadly. We essentially opened the cities and fled for the hills, and the barbarians, so to speak, simply walked into the citadel gleefully perplexed. 
If you would like an example of this type of phenomena actually unfolding in front of your eyes, go to YouTube and search Brett Weinstein, Evergreen College, or go to Substack and read my essay and click the link. If you have any questions about what you are seeing, make no mistake about it. You are witnessing extremely mentally ill people and a sadomasochistic enactment with administrators in the college. As cognitively underwhelming and emotionally overwhelmed, young adults emerged out of the newly minted liberal arts programs with fairly useless degrees, they began infiltrating corporations and college administrations. Many people thought that they were simply going to get in line with typical adult functions of reality and shed their adolescent skin. But they didn't. They turned their sights toward anyone in the world whom they believed to be external causes of their internal emotional agitation. One of the first vivid displays of this in my lifetime was the Occupy Wall Street movement, where somewhat unsavory people dropped trow and excreted atop police cruisers. The temper tantrum movement was born, and supremely educated college students wailed about unfairness and demanded solutions without offering any or constructive engagement with the institutions that they believed were simply evil. They did this while ironically pledging allegiance to Apple Corporation. The current generation coming of age is descendant on this movement, and the moment is grim. We have an entire generation of, quote, educated young adults who believe that words you speak to them and with which they disagree are tantamount to actual interpersonal violence. Imagine the narcissism that makes such an experience possible, and now ask yourself, is it really possible to hold a conversation about anything meaningful with such a person? Because anything meaningful usually involves points of contradistinction, and contradistinction is synonymous with growth in almost every facet of life. Divergence and differentiation form the very essence of maturation, in both the physical and the philosophical and intellectual bonding elements of human nature. This brings me to a fundamental question. What is it that I want to do with my life? How is it that I can best represent the aspiration towards, say, truth and beauty? I don't mean my truth. I mean truth. Is it possible to do that while remaining even mildly deferential to those who would control the very elements of my inner world if I yield to any amount of actual or perceived control on the parts of the radical elements of our society, am I not victimizing myself to their personality-disordered, maniacal plans for my conduct? And so, how is it that you would like to spend your time remaining on this planet? This is no small issue, obviously. Every time you hush yourself up and remain falsely docile, in the face of that which you know to be insane, I would submit that you are committing a cardinal sin of existence, wasting a moment of your life in a life and time whose end you cannot predict. And so, it is possible that every time you fawn to the personality-disordered psychopaths seeking to control your very thoughts, as well as the movement of your tongue, you are potentially wasting the actual last minute of your life. Let's all do something different. And let's all do it together at the same time.